Just a reminder here, of course, we're keeping our eye on the, the situation that's unfolding in Abbotsford this morning. Abbotsford residents are being told to keep their windows and doors closed because of that massive fire on the RV lot this morning and all the toxic smoke that is generating. So that's a warning. Uh, plus, we've still got the situation on the Sumas Prairie, closely watching the pump station. Uh, so we are on that. We'll have continuing developments for you. Just keep it tuned in right here. Right now, we are going to be making sense in the markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is the Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? Good. Thank you. Okay. What's going on in the markets? Well, markets are a bit mixed today. We've got the NASDAQ up, uh, S&P flat, and the Dow is down kind of half a percent. But markets continue to edge higher over the past week again. Uh, the S&P has been up close to 1%, as well as the TSX. Um, there's really a lot of positive economic data and, and, and earnings results still are driving markets higher, uh, which seems to be the theme over the past few weeks, right? And we saw U.S. retail sales expand by 1.7% in October, and that was above analyst expectations of 1.4%, which is the strongest gain since March. So consumers have maybe spent more on early holiday shopping, and uh, and so that's what we're seeing. We're seeing strong consumers out there. and. Companies continue to beat estimates, uh, which have you know really driven markets higher. We saw Home Depot and Lowe's both continue to show uh, strong sales growth, uh, and Target and TJ Maxx both beating expectations as well this morning. So, so again, there's still a lot of positive news out there, and that's why you see the markets edging higher. Okay, but what about inflation? Is that still a concern? It's definitely a concern, Simi. Um, you know, and even with you know current supply chain issues, uh, and even here in BC, I mean, I can't imagine what all of uh, this weather action is going to do to supply chain issues as well here. Um, but inflation continues to move higher, and in Canada, it came out at four point seven percent in October. That was in line with expectations. Uh, if you excluded oil prices, it would have been up 3.3%. And again, this is the largest jump uh, since 2003. So we're not as... Um, it's, we're not as bad as the U.S., I guess, in terms of inflation. Uh, but again, it's still inching higher. So we, we do have to take that into account. And so even though there's a lot of positive tailwinds for the markets, and, and that's why we're still bullish, uh, again, you always have to consider the risks out there, which is inflation, increasing interest rates, and, and, and other things. And again, just being proactive with your portfolio, even though everything is great today, and, and again, we feel strongly about the end of the year, you always have to be ready to make a decision, make changes in your portfolio if need be. Okay, yeah, let's talk about the end of the year. Like what generally happens with the markets at year end? Is there a rally? Like what goes on? Yeah, you know, we've, we've talked about this before, the, the idea of a Santa Claus rally. Uh, this is when markets go up in December. Um, you know, again, while there's obviously no guarantees in markets, uh, history has shown that markets tend to be the strongest from October to November uh, in that period, and which we're seeing again today. And returns tend to be positive more than two-thirds of the time. Uh, many theories exist as to why this happens, but holiday shopping and optimism fueled by the holiday spirit, possibly uh, institutional investors going on vacation, not selling their stocks or or it just may be random. Right. Um, and so, again, this is where, where we see markets gain strength and, and often markets remain strong. I, I've said this before, the strongest period is usually November uh, to March. And again, that doesn't mean it's always like that. Um, but the TSX and the S&P average about 6.7% return 
uh, during that period and being higher over 76% of the time. So, you know, when we also talk about the saying, sell in May and go away, if this market strength continues as, as it may, uh, then the sell in May and go away might uh, be the right thing to do, depending on uh, where interest rates are and when hikes are going to happen. So again, you know, it's not all about seasonality, as we all know, but again, backed by positive right. earnings and positive economic data, that's why we're seeing strength in the market. Right. Is it also, though, the power of even the anticipation of consumer spending? Do you think, Laurie, just that idea that people are going to go out and buy more at this time of year? For sure, for sure. And and again, there's a lot of pent-up demand, right? People are getting back to holiday shopping, possibly as we once uh, knew it, right? Not just on Amazon, but actually going to a physical shopping mall and, and buying gifts and, and getting back into it. Uh, and I think that's what we're seeing. And the anticipation of that, for sure, Simi. Okay, so what what should people do then as we kind of get closer to that time of year? What should, they, what, what should we be thinking about? Uh, well, in terms of, uh, you know, one thing that we want to bring up today was uh, tax planning and, and year end planning, I guess, right? Because we are approaching the end of the year. Uh, and there's things that you should be looking at, whether it's in your investment portfolio, or in terms of transferring uh, wealth for legacy planning, or even, you know, for your retirement planning. And so just to name a few of those, uh, so tax planning strategies in your investment portfolio. So review your portfolio to see if you have any tax losses, right? Because you can use them uh, against any capital gains this year, and you can take it back three years. Again, this is referred to tax loss selling. The last day to do this in 2021 is December 29th. Uh, but again, you, you shouldn't wait that long. You should be having these discuss discussions with your financial advisor. I mean, we're portfolio managers, so we tend to look at that from our, our perspective and take a look at everyone's portfolios and see if there's anything that's down that we can sell. Although this year uh, has been a great year, obviously, in market. So you may not have a whole lot of that. Um, and again, be careful when making any significant changes to your portfolio. So again, this means, you know, selling a stock that's had a significant gain. You can always wait till January. Um, you know, if you, if you feel the stock is still going to move higher, um, you can defer capital gains, right? So again, um, also mutual funds may have big distributions paid out in December. So you need to be, um, kind of uh, aware uh, that if you're buying any mutual funds in non-registered accounts, that they could have a, a big uh, end of year distribution and you will be getting that whole uh, kind of tax burden, even if you haven't hold, uh, held the mutual fund and, and got the benefit for the whole year. So again, be careful of that. Some people tend to uh, sell their mutual funds in, in order to avoid that gain. Uh, but again, you definitely want to talk to an accountant before right. you do anything like that. Well, is this also a good time of year, Lori, to think about like a retirement planning? Like, is there things that you can do at this time of year for that? I think just, you know, looking at your own checklist, uh, it doesn't require that some of these things need to be done before the end of the year. But again, look at your TFSA, right? Have you maxed out your contributions? TFSAs are fantastic accounts. The only drawback about them is that you can't put enough into them, right? They're great estate planning tools. Um, and also you don't pay tax on any of the gains inside of them. Um, RSP contributions, again, even though you have until March of next year uh, to do your 2021 uh, RSP contribution, you don't need to wait that long. Let's get that money working for you if it's sitting in the bank. Um, and also, this is a big one for people that are retired already, that if you are just taking the minimum out of your RIF account, um, that there might be some good tax planning opportunities to take out more than that, actually. Because just remember, at the end of your days, 
uh, your registered accounts, your RSP or your RIF account is going to be taxed uh, likely at 53.5%. So if you can kind of, you know, withdraw slowly over time more than you should, even though you're paying a little bit more tax today, uh, it's really going to help your estate and your beneficiaries. Again, this is very much a um, unique situation for each client, each investor. So you do have to have that conversation uh, with a financial advisor or portfolio manager or your accountant for sure. Okay. So this, so there's no downtime for you and your business, is there? Like people would think this is like a quiet time of year. It sounds like from everything you say, this is not a quiet time of year. It's never a quiet time of year, but I love it to me. This is why I do what I do. I'm passionate about it and, and all different angles of it, right? I mean, the markets are obviously, uh, I always say new and exciting every day. There's always things to to prepare for and watch for. Uh, but then there's also the whole financial planning, retirement planning side. And that's why I always say you need a team that does both, right? Because both are just as important. And some of the other thoughts, you know, just again, about charitable giving, right? And donations before the end of the year. Uh, you can get significant tax savings from that as well. Uh, you get a tax credit. And so that is a discussion that you should be having as well, if, if that's important to you. And always think about donating stock versus cash, right? Because especially stocks that are up in value, if you have a capital gain on a position or a fund, any investment, and you donate that, then you're not going to be paying any capital gains right. on that position. So so if you have a chance to donate uh, investments versus just straight cash right. to a charity, then you should do that. But again, this is the time of year to be thinking about that as well. Okay. Thank you so much for that, Lori. Thanks so much, Simi. Have a great day. You too. That's Lori Pinkowski, Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. You can contact the team directly, 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.